Hey guys, we are so excited that you're here. Welcome to the Not Your Quick Fix podcast. I'm Kara Goss, online registered dietitian and health and fitness coach. And I'm Kylie Kaiser, online health and fitness coach, and we're your hosts. This podcast is all about improving yourself physically and mentally. And y'all, neither of those things can be improved with a quick fix. We are here to be real with you about your fitness and fat loss goals, your health, your mindset, and everything in between. If you're ready to open your mind to the process that self-improvement requires, instead of always looking for the next quick fix, then this is your podcast. Let's get started. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Not Your Quick Fix podcast, episode 82 with your girls, Kara and Kylie. And happy new year, man. I mean, we are now in the new year. Obviously, you guys listened to us recording last week, but me and Kylie were sitting here like, wait, do we have to recap New Year's Day? Because it feels like it was so long ago, but it was literally just last Sunday. So Kylie, how was your New Year's? Drove to Nashville again. You're fucking crazy. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. So I was part of the whole Southwest debacle. And... Oh my gosh, that's right. Yeah. So that was so crazy. Do they the have craziness. it cleared up yet or no? I I don't know. They just refunded my account today. I originally had a flight credit and then I just got a okay. refund and, and I got an email that I got like 25,000 bonus points or something. Like, I don't, yeah, they're, they're, doing, they're, they're doing their best. I guess. They're going but... above and beyond. Well, listen, so my thing has always been, I've always bragged that like I, I started last year almost flying Southwest exclusively because I was like, I have the least problems with them. Yeah. Like they, they usually are. And if I haven't, I've had an issue like one time and they correct it so quickly and all this stuff. So I was just like, this sucks so bad. And I hope they come back from it. But I've heard a lot of people nervous about like their funding and stuff, but um, hopefully it's good. Um, I, but yeah, my flight got canceled. I found that out last Monday and then um, I was supposed to fly out Wednesday. I was supposed to be there Wednesday through late Tuesday. Like, so mm-hmm. I was staying six days. Um, I rebooked my flight and then, uh, but it wasn't going to leave until New Year's Eve. And I started seeing more and more stuff about what was going on. And I was just so nervous about it getting canceled last minute and then me being in a whole pickle. So yeah. I, I um, ended up just canceling that flight for a credit. Um, like I said, they refunded me now, but I canceled it because I was like, I got other flights to book this year. It's fine. Um, and then I drove on, I split it up. I drove halfway Tuesday and halfway on Wednesday. And then I, that wasn't so bad. It was, it, it was rough leaving like halfway Tuesday and like driving at night I realized mm-hmm. I hate night driving um yeah. so that was a little rough um but it wasn't too bad and then I was supposed to leave this Wednesday to drive back and I just wasn't feeling the best when I got up um so I drove back yesterday and it was mm-hmm. a long day I drove straight back so it was a lot uh but New Year's itself was so fun actually it was probably the best New Year's Eve I've had in a really long time like oh I'm so glad like probably like the last six years or seven years. Uh, it's the best one I've had. I had so much fun. Um, my, my friends oh, said yeah. the same thing. It was actually one of Chelsea's first or second new year. She's even made it out or even made it to midnight. Wow, um, really? So yeah. And Katie said it was one of her best ones. She's usually, she's a bartender. So she almost always she is at work works, or, probably, or she works yeah. like, you know, or she's off like just in time for it. So like, and she mm-hmm. ended up with the evening off. So it was just, it was really special. And honestly, it was one of the first new years in a long time where I just spent like totally focused on like my girlfriends and had like just so proud of you class. yeah it was so much fun um we had a great time and we ended up like karaoke at a friend's house till like six in the morning it was just wholesome oh it gosh. was a wholesome new year's and I had so much fun how was yours 
Love a wholesome New Year's. Mine was wholesome as well. I really just stayed in and chilled with Kevin's family. His mom cooked dinner. We did the kibasa, sauerkraut, all that good stuff. Um, and yeah, we just chilled, watched the ball drop. We hung out with the new baby. I got all the baby snuggles. So it was really good. Honestly, I woke up feeling good, feeling refreshed for the year and nothing too crazy, honestly. But it's really funny to me because I was, I actually, right before this, Kylie and I were talking, and this is something that I wanted to mention to you. And I feel like it's fun to mention on the podcast too, but I was discussing this with Kevin last night because I've, I've just been thinking a lot about last year, 2021 and, or yeah, 2021 last year was 2022 and this year, 2023, as we told y'all to do, because we told y'all to reflect. Right. And I really feel like just within myself and within business, I feel like 2022 was really a maintenance year for me. I took a lot of time to step back and focus on different areas of myself. And I feel like I did more work in the business with creating more resources and just giving my clients a better experience overall. But Kevin turned to me and he was like, well, you did a lot of work, you know, in other areas, like in your relationships and everything like that. And just him noticing that, really made me feel good because we also did a lot of work on our own relationship as well Mm -hmm. and so I feel like 2023 is gonna be a little bit more of a hustle year for me and I'm kind of really excited about it I feel like 2021 was a hustle year for me and 2022 was like okay I need a minute because I'm burnt the fuck out and I need to chill and now I feel like I just have this like fire lit under me and I'm like okay I'm ready to go um I don't want to speak too soon but I feel like I am (laughs) knock on wood Check back with me in June. Check back with me in June. See how we're doing. (laughs) But yeah, I'm excited. I love that for you. I am. I'm not sure what it's going to be for me. I'm trying to make no predictions. We're just yeah, treading the the waters lightly. The kind of year I'm trying to have is like of just letting things unfold. So that is like, we're just going to let that happen. Um, And that's just as amazing. That's still, in, I was joking that my New Year's resolution was to stop trying, <laughs> but um, I actually, but I actually kind of mean it. Like I'm still going to like try and work on things, but I'm like, I need to, I'm going to stop trying to like control outcomes and just handle like my processes and like what I can do. And the day-to-day just, as it yeah. comes. Yeah. And you yes. know, and that applies in every area. So um, yes. I think that that is, you know, a good kind of balance and that what that might turn into a hustle. We don't know. It might turn into a relaxing. Um, I exactly. keep, sorry, I keep like, I might, if, if we had recordings of this video, I keep like dodging around, but it's because I feel like I can't like stop watching where my cat is at after the trauma experience. Last oh my night. God. Yes. Tonks got out last night. I got a text from Kylie at like nine o'clock and she was like, Tonks is lost. I was like, what? It was terrible. That was what? the worst. Like, I, I, I'm not being dramatic. That was in the top three worst hours of my life. I was, I, just, I, was I had hysterical. a huge pit for you. My heart sunk. Yeah, oh I was, God. I was hysterical. Um, it was really she came back. Yeah, we found her. She did get out. Like, I was just like, people kept being like, maybe she's lost in your house. And I'm like, you do not understand. Like, she is not in this house. Like, my We've cat is under I- every crevice. Yeah, like she's not a hider really in general. Um, and when she does, like, I have like a YouTube video that always like lures her out. And she, yeah, Wait, what <laughs> YouTube video? <laughs> you can YouTube cat sounds, and if you play it, cats will come out. <laughs> <laughs> Only you would know this. You and T Swift would know this. So okay, wait. So like, if everybody just, if every house in America just on surround sound started playing this YouTube video, would we just lure all the cats out into the world? Probably. So last night, Meg, my new roommate, and I were literally like driving around with like this YouTube playing out the speakers. Get 
I would have paid big bucks to see that. It honestly. was I, I was walking around our complex playing this. Like I'm people glad were it probably super like, late. what's this sick beat oh that God. these girls? Dude, no, it's just a bunch of screaming cat sounds. I'm not kidding. So we were just like walking around holding the screaming cat YouTube, like shining flashlights everywhere. It was a mess. And I was, I was so scared. Like I just, I started picturing like my life without her and I was just bawling. It was so bad. Like stop because her, I don't, she didn't have her collar on. Like, so I was just like, she's going to be going to look like a stray. Like I was just like, I don't know what to do. You felt so helpless. Like I'm getting her microchip now. That's my lesson. Like I, I I can't have that ever happen to me again. I was, I was distraught. So yeah, we ended up finding her. Thank God. Um, we got honestly lesson learned because who knows, maybe she, maybe God forbid it does happen again, but now you know, to have a microchip, whatever it may be that way you can find her. Yeah, I was literally like, my mom called me and I was like bawling and she was just like, oh my God, that cat is like your emotional support. I was like, she's quite literally registered. Right she's literally registered as my emotional support cat, like via my therapist. Like I was yeah. unwell. <laughs> it's not oh my okay. gosh. So now every time she walks by, I'd like, first of all, I'm just like making sure she's not escaping, but I'm also like, just looking at her like, so sad. I love you. Like, I just look at her and I'm like, please don't leave. Please don't leave. No. So, yeah. Crisis averted, man. No. I'm thinking about grounding her and just leaving her in my room for a week, honestly. Yeah, leave her grounded. No yeah, more sneaking out of the house for you, young lady. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Oh. So, oh my goodness. Anyways, well, you guys, we well. <laughs> have an important topic for you guys today to kick off the new year. Something that I feel like we've sprinkled into other podcast episodes, but we have not actually done a full episode on how to find the best coach for you, how to find the you know, kind of like your perfect fit for a health and fitness coach. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it can be really, really difficult, honestly, especially if you've worked with coaches in the past and you're kind of jaded or you've been burned or maybe you just didn't have the best experience. Like whenever I get on calls with people who have worked with multiple coaches in the past and they felt like they didn't have the greatest experience, I always commend them because I'm like, it's really hard to put your trust into somebody else, especially yeah with something so personal as your health and fitness journey, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of this is going to relate back to the episode we had with Alexa Snyder. We talked about a lot about like finding the right therapist for right. you. And like, it was, a, we talked on this, a very similar line of thought of like so many people have gotten burned or like, it's a, it's, it can be a, like a, I always want to say, I feel like I can never say this word, tumultuous, tumultuous, tumultuous process. <laughs> I knew what word I wanted. Um, you know, I got <laughs> I you. I know I got, I got Shannon syndrome when I get in a microphone, I can't say words. Um, when I, you so guys I, are screaming it in your car. I know you're screaming it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I feel like that process sometimes can be very draining of like talking to all these people that feel like they don't fit or like you start and it's like, it doesn't work for you. And I know it's intimidating with like a contract and things like that, but it is, mm-hmm. you know, it is a process and you have to try a few different avenues, you know, um, for sure. I've had multiple coaching experiences myself. So, um, I think like the first thing to start off talking about is obviously like the best way to find a coach is to just listen to the, not your quick fix podcast and you can hire Kylie or Kara. (laughs) No, (laughs) but for real, that's the end of the episode. That's it. And good night. No, I'm just wait. That was really um, funny because I thought you were actually going to go into our first bullet point and then you whipped that one out. That was, that was pretty good. You're welcome. So actually we do have 10 pieces of advice for you. I know it conveniently came out to 10. I was like, maybe listen. I was like, there we go. There we go. But yeah. So first thing that you want to look for, I think that this is one of the biggest things is that you are looking for somebody who you can relate to, who's been there before you. And I think that's why, honestly, 
Kylie and I have created the bonds that we have with our current clients because we have been there. We've been the people who have, you know, had issues with being overweight, struggled to lose the weight, who have binge ate, like Kylie went through a contest prep. I've been through so many hormonal issues, post-birth control. Like we've been the people who have built the muscle, who have gained the weight. We've done it pretty much all. And we've struggled in so many different areas. And it's so important to be able to find somebody who you relate to, because I think you talk about this a lot, Kylie, whenever you were first starting your health and fitness journey, it's like, you would look at certain people and you'd be like, well, they can't help me because they don't understand my struggle. You know what I mean? They're lean and super shredded and different things like that. It's like, they don't know what it's like to be overweight and struggle to get to your goal body composition or love your body. And, you know, I never, I don't want to say that you don't have to work with somebody who's been exactly where you've been, right? Because just because somebody doesn't have the exact same experiences with you as you does not mean that they can't relate back to you. It doesn't mean that they can't empathize with you, but you do want to hire someone who you do feel like you connect with and who has been there before you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's huge because obviously you don't have to have gone through the exact same thing for someone to have the knowledge. And you, some people can't help, like, you know, we have people who are just genetically predisposed to put on muscle or to be those things and they can still be eons smarter than me. Who's been through it possibly, you know, we have no idea, but Mm -hmm. if that is important to you to feel understood or to feel like they can relate. And part of that is just like, maybe if they don't have the reliability, I feel like we could tack on here. Cause I don't think we have this like as its own thing, but like, if they're not able to relate to you, that they can empathize with you. Because I think that that is something that I did struggle with when I was starting out. You're right. I used to produce a lot of content around this is because especially like when I was in college and things like that, I did, I felt like I would see all these transformations. And again, as we've come to learn some of the girls that have gone from like skinny to super fit, that journey actually is just as hard, if not harder. But when you're the overweight, if you're the overweight person, you're looking at that and there's just no part of that that makes you feel good. Like Mm -hmm. I, I was like, they, even if they, you know, even if I did have the respect for what they've done, I was just like, yeah, but you don't know what it's like to live in this body. Like, you don't know what my struggles are like, you know, in, that you don't know that maybe they do, but that's how it feels. And so if you mm-hmm. can find someone who does connect with you, you know, I, I would say whenever I've asked my clients, like what reason, like, you know, what brought them to me or how they're here, like nine times out of 10 relatability is what they tell me. Um, sure. And so, you know, obviously you, they are sold on your expertise and things too, but it does matter a lot. So if there's a coach that like, even if you're like, you know, there's a lot of different avenues you get information from or a lot of different people if there's like one person's page that you just always come back to because you're like I just really feel like I align with their messaging or I really feel like their personality like it can even be something really, like I've had people hire me because they're Taylor Swift fans like it can, it, right. it can I, it, I really have so like yeah. it can be you know if there's just like something that you see in yourself and someone else and that makes you feel more comfortable because coaching is an intimate relationship like it's a mm-hmm. connection that does matter like that seems silly but like I mean I have I have we, we both worked with somebody that found me because of One Tree Hill. Like literally, yeah, if, that's, exactly. if, there's, if there's like a piece of that that makes you feel more comfortable with someone, then that is going to build a strong relationship. So you don't have to dismiss that or think it's silly. Yeah, I completely, completely agree with that. And, you know, same with me. It's like, I have a lot of women now who have come to me with their like post-birth control journey or their hormonal issues because mm-hmm. they saw what I went through. They saw that I gained the weight. They know that I can empathize with how hard that healing journey is. Um, and so, yeah, that is huge. So that is kind of one of the biggest things that you want to look out for whenever you are hiring a coach, of course, second is education credentials. And obviously we can definitely link 
our third one is experience, we can lump that into this. So education, Mm -hmm. credentials, experience. Now we have talked about this a bit before on the podcast. I think that there's definitely a lot of nuance around this because you do personally, like, I mean, preferably for me and just knowing the span and a wide array of how many coaches there are out there in the industry, you do want to find somebody who actually worked to put in the effort to get some sort of certification, to get some sort of schooling, to get, you know, a bachelor's degree, become a dietitian, become a certified personal trainer, whatever it may be, who has some sort of credentials, because that shows you that, you know, not necessarily that the credentials mean everything and that they taught those credentials taught them everything that they know, but that shows you that they're willing to put in that effort to help you feel comfortable in trusting them as a professional, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that there is something to be said about going through the course or going through the schooling and getting the credentials and the certification. But I also think too, that a lot of times people do put a lot of stock into credentials. And I mean, I talk about this openly on here all the time. Do I regret becoming a dietitian? Never a day in my life. I wouldn't trade it for the world, but 75% of what I know now of the coaching that I do of the functional health knowledge that I have of everything that I've learned has come from my own continuing education and experience. It didn't come from my degree in dietetics or becoming a dietitian or passing that board exam, you know? So I think it's just really important to kind of differentiate between, you know, those two. And also someone who actually has the experience, especially if you're looking for somebody in a niche area, right? Like if you're looking for somebody to help you with like muscle growth or fat loss, or if you're looking for someone to help you with hormonal issues or GI issues, like you want somebody who has experience working with that. And now don't get me wrong. We all start somewhere, right? Like I didn't have that much experience when starting out. And so it's like, if the person doesn't have as much experience, you need to know that they at least have like the credentials and the passion and they have your best interest heart, you know, but ultimately, like, you want those years of experience behind under their belt, because that that helps you to know that, like, they've been doing this, right. And like, they've made mistakes in the past, they've learned from their mistakes, and they kind of have a process of how they're going about things, you know. Absolutely. I agree. Um, I don't even really have anything to add to that. I think that you nailed it. (laughs) Perfect. So our fourth one is what does the coach focus on? And what kind of approach do they take? which I think is really important too. Like, I don't think a lot of people realize that different coaches have different approaches, right? Right. Hey, that rhyme. <laughs> different coaches have different approaches. Hey. <laughs> but so like some coaches might be focusing just on behaviors. Some coaches might be right. focusing on intuitive eating. Some coaches might be focusing on macros or some might be only doing like nutrition only or fitness only do they focus on everything combined? Do they look at you as a whole person? Like all of that is really important. Right. Yeah. And I think also just as far as approaches too, like, are they someone who is, because I've done both, my coaching used to look different. So mm-hmm. is it like their way is like a specific thing? Like they coach everyone, like not that they're cookie cutter or, but like that they coach everyone, like, Hey, we do macros, we do this, or are they able to like 
tailor it to if you're someone that's like struggling with this can they take a different approach like doing something like you're like you know focusing on different habits and behaviors or plates or like because it's it's okay like like I used to be a coach that was like hey we're doing the flexible dieting macros thing and that's it like that's what that's what everyone's doing like I individualize it to you but that's it like if you need something else I'm not that coach now I am that coach it's like I have clients that are doing more like mental health mindfulness stuff with me. And we're just like paying attention to nutrition habits. I have clients who we go down to maybe just like a calorie and protein goal. I have clients that maybe we're just like, I've had clients that are just like taking pictures of food and sending it to me. Like, you know, I've done, I've, I've tailored that to be a different thing for different people. But like at one point it was just macros. So like, if you're looking for something kind of in between, or if you're someone who does want a meal plan, maybe you need to talk to a coach that does that, but also maybe you need to, you know, explore why you want to meal plan? you know, like there's obviously a lot of right. pieces there we could rabbit hole down to, but essentially like understanding the way that they coach and whether that aligns with you or is going to work for you is really important. Yeah. That's so, so huge. And just, yeah, like you said, I do think it's really important too, that, you know, if you are somebody who feels like you need a bit of that flexibility and everything when working with a coach, it is important to find someone who is able to adjust things to you. Like a a great coach is going to be able to adjust to your needs and to how you need to be coached. And now that doesn't mean that we're compromising on, you know, what we know is going to work, but it just Yeah, I was going to clarify that too. (laughs) Right. But it just means, because we're not here to give you what you want. We're here to give you what you need, you know, but it just means that, you know, if someone is really struggling with macros at first, okay, how can we, how can we adapt and adjust? Can we focus on calories and protein? Can we focus on the plate method or just behavior? Just like Kylie said, you know, because that's exactly where I was going to go with that. It's like, that doesn't mean like, if you come into it and within the first month, like you're not getting macros. So you're like, let's change the approach because that's probably just a frustration with learning something new. We've talked about this a lot, but if it's something like, for me, this has been more like, again, that empathy and relatability of like what my coaching has shifted to based on people coming to me for experiences with like mental health struggles or relationship with food struggles and stuff. And if you get to that point where like tracking has become unhealthy for you or Mm -hmm. where you are just like burnt out or like you're going through a lot of like mental and stressful times and that's one more thing on your plate, like then that's like, we're going to adjust that approach to make sure that you're always in the best headspace for this because both of us, I know, really care about making nutrition and fitness something that fits with your life, not that controls it. And so yes. if you're showing like actual signs of that concern, like that's something that we pay attention to, not just like I'm frustrated because like, you know, I'm not doing the things I need to be doing to plan and track and hit this. Because again, it's also a conversation every time we switch an approach with a client of like, Hey, we can switch this approach, but that's also switching what is going to be happening with your results. Mm-hmm. That part is really important. Like if yes. we are switching to, you know, it's like, it's like what we're talking about. Like if you're coming in off the gate and you've never done anything and you're like, well, I heard you're flexible and I want to do intuitive eating. That's that ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. Like if you've never tracked a day in your life, we can't eat intuitively. Like, yeah. so, yeah. you know, that kind of thing is like really important to understand too. It's like, it depends where you're at and it depends what you've tried and what that has looked like. 1000% agree with that. It always depends, man. It always, it always depends. depends. Yeah. If we started a new podcast, I would just call it. It depends. It depends. <laughs> I think that would be good. It would get people curious, honestly. It depends. <laughs> I love it. Well, number five, pretty much ties into number four is you should be looking for someone who is individualizing everything to you, your programming, no cookie cutter templates, no cookie cutter meal plans that look the same for every single person. And honestly, I think we can kind of tie this into, and I meant to mention this back whenever we talked about like the credentials and experiences that 
a lot of times whenever you are looking to work with something like a beach body coach or an Optavia coach or whatever it may be, those types of diet plans and different things that are all like pretty much templated and the same for every single person, not very individualized. And th those types of people call themselves a coach. Those are the things that we would like to steer away from. Also, just making a note here that you do not have to have any experience, any credentials, any certifications to become any uh, a Beachbody, Octavia coach, whatever it may be. So just knowing that that's already a red flag, right? But yeah. making sure that everything is individualized to you. And here is the thing is that that doesn't mean that your plan, every single aspect of your plan is going to look night and day different from someone else's because we know right. that a lot of the basic habits and foundational things, these are things that we need to work on with every single person to reach a certain level of health, you know, sleep, yeah. stress, food quality, you know, exercise, all of that kind of thing. But your training programming should be tailored to you. You know, your, your uh, nutrition goal should be tailored to you. Like your scheduling, your supplementation, all of those kind of things need to be individualized to you. Like if you're simply just paying for like some sort of, you know, coach to give you, you know, a meal plan that they give everybody else or a training plan that they give everyone else. Like, how do you know it's actually working for your individualized needs? Right. You know? Yep. So absolutely. Yeah, that's true. Do you have anything else to add there? I don't think so. I think we've gone down that rabbit hole on a lot For of episodes sure. and talked in depth about like the importance of individualization and things like that. So if you are new here, sorry, but like, you know, it's, it's pretty, I think it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> if you're new here, go back to episode one and listen through Start episode 82. <laughs> no, but um, it actually is just pretty straightforward too. Like, I mean, you want things, this should, but the, the fact that we just even led into that kind of making the joke about how it always depends and is so heavily based on context is exactly right. why it matters so much for things to be individualized because you're, what you need is going to be really different than everyone else. And again, I think it's good. You made the note too, because like, that doesn't mean like your workouts are all going to be totally different because the mm -hmm. same basic things work but yeah, it's gonna same be compound like, movements but it's taking into account like so for my clients who end up with an injury or something then I would go in and tailor yep. their plan for that injury you know what I mean like that kind yep. of thing is an individualization so for sure if they're at a different point in their training or they have different weights mm -hmm. equipment available to them all right. that kind of stuff right Right. Yeah. So, and I think that, you know, leading into the next thing too, kind of goes with some of the other stuff we were talking about, about like, um, even just someone that understands you or like has that education. It's like, I don't know, we've had guests on here before. We've had the conversation of like having all of the smarts and the education and the experience doesn't really matter if it can't be ex like, if you, if you can't explain it in of. a way that people understand. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Like if your client's not going to get it, like, and also understanding what they need to get, like, I want, I think that's also a part of this I want to tack on. So like, basically our next point was like, you don't want someone that talks over your head or speaks in absolutes. Like when we were just talking about context mattering. Right. Um, mm -hmm. but we, they also like make things easy to understand and they like take an educational approach. Right. But like, I, I think like we've talked about this in terms of like certifications and stuff like that is like, my clients don't need to know what they're like the grip is called like supinated or pronated like they don't need that information right. so like so me telling them and their training video feedback to hold a weight that way is going to just confuse them or they're going to ask a question so it's taking more time or mm -hmm. they're they're going to maybe be afraid to look or feel stupid and not right. ask and, and stay confused because I've been that person before and 
So trying to like make things just as easily understood while still educating you so that way you can still learn the best way to do something. So the same thing, like explaining to you, like why it's important to, you know, take your blood glucose levels, but Mm -hmm. not just like without having to walk them through an entire anatomy lesson, because you're going to, you're going to lose them. There has to be, you know, we want them, we want to be able to provide you the education and the explanation. So that way you can move forward on your own someday. And so that way you truly buy into what we're doing, but we also do not want to like over science you. (laughs) And that's like a hard, it's a hard gap. It's honestly a really hard gap for a lot of educators. Like, I mean, you see this in a lot of like professors and teachers and doctors and everything. Like if you, you know, it's, it's a hard thing to do because a lot of times, unfortunately, people who are really smart in those areas are not always that communication savvy and vice versa. And it's a skill. It's a skill to be able to do both. It is a skill. I completely agree with that. And on the other side of that, I do feel like though, whenever you know a topic really well, again, it is a skill to be able to break it down easily, but I feel like whenever you know a topic really well, you are able to break it down that much more easily into basic concepts. A lot of times, and this isn't always the case, but whenever you see kind of people out there being boastful, using really big words to confuse you, using polarity, all of those types of things. Those are things that you might want to steer clear from, right? Because anybody can recite from a textbook. Anybody can have a photographic memory and just list off a bunch of big words and big phrases, right? But it Mm -hmm. takes a truly knowledgeable and like relatable person to be able to take that information that's way up here in the clouds and bring it down to ground level for you, you know? And honestly, that's something that I appreciate about Austin. So, so I was about to say, I was, I was literally thinking about Austin this whole time. Yes. Like he makes things so simple and easily understandable. Like the most difficult of concepts, even with me and his mentor under his mentorship, whenever we're learning about really, really in-depth functional things, he still makes it really, really easy for me to understand and explains it really well. Um, And so that's the, that's the kind of person that you want. And then of course, on the flip side of that is obviously you guys know this, but do not trust somebody who is speaking in absolutes because realistically there is really, there's really no area of fitness or health or nutrition where an absolute is ever true. There is always, and it depends and there always has to be context. Yeah. So yep, for sure. So number seven is you're looking for someone who, or just kind of being wary of somebody who's maybe forcing you to take certain supplements or shakes to be a part of their program. And of course, kind of relating this back to, you know, diets like Beachbody, Optavia, you have to buy the shakes, you have to buy the meals, you have to buy the supplements, right? And yes, while a great coach is going to give you supplement recommendations, maybe they are going to tell you, hey, like these supplements will help us to elicit these effects, they will help us in these certain areas, they are not going to make them absolutely necessary for you. And they're going to be able to work with your budget as well. Now, don't get me wrong. If we're dealing with something like an underlying hormonal imbalance, GI issue, whatever it may be, there may be some supplements that we do need to take to to help improve those issues or or clear up or whatever it may be. But also that's a conversation that your coach is going to have for you. As soon as you sign on, they're not going to be like, okay, buy this, 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 and this, you know? And that's honestly a really big fear that a lot of people normally have when I when I even explain that, oh, supplement recommendations are a part of my coaching, they're like, wait, 
do I have to, like, are you affiliated with a supplement company? Like, do I have to, like, do I have, are you going to push these on me? Do I have to buy these? And it's like, no, we don't have to, you know, we're just simply giving you recommendations so that we can optimize things really. Correct. And, you know, that's something where it's like, again, really individualized and understanding too. Like to me, again, I understand like we've both had former like affiliations with supplement companies and stuff too. Yeah, and, even and that's then, not a bad and thing. Even that's then, not a bad right, thing. Right, right. But I understand why, because I have like what I was getting at is like, we've had that before. And even then I didn't exclusively use that company. It right. was like, they had like key products that I liked and that I would recommend because I right. liked that product. Um, and, But you should be wary of like, I've seen people start on and they have like you know, an affiliation with like Legion or whatever the fuck. And then they're like, they've shown me their protocol and it's like, everything is like Legion protein, this, like this, blah, 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 use this code. And it's like all in their starting protocols. And I'm just like, no, like, especially when it comes down to like something you can kind of keep an eye on is like, it's one thing to be like, as a coach, or like, if you want a recommendation, I love this one. Like, this is great. Like, blah, blah, right. blah. But when it's like you, I, I act personally, I worked with an influencer style coach. The very first time I did a program, I talked about this in our way back in our first episode ever. Yep. Um, and her thing was like, everything was like, I needed X, Y, and Z. And it was all Cellucor products. Cause she was a Cellucor athlete. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, it was like, I needed to use like that protein. And like, to me, protein powder is one of the biggest red flag ones, because like, there really aren't a lot of specifics that you need on that. Like as far yeah. as brands, like it's, yeah. you can find what you need if you understand the ingredients. And like, I know you've actually done a whole post on this, like mm-hmm. on ones that are going to help you and things like that, yeah. but it's not like, it's not going to be brand specific unless it's just like, you're looking at like, Oh, I love the flavor of this. So I'm recommending it. But it was literally like with hers, it was like, use this and here's how you buy it. Here's the link, like all this stuff. And it was just like mm-hmm. red flag. <laughs> yeah, For sure. For sure. And yeah, it's like, if we can get you a quality supplement that maybe even like fits your budget a little bit better, whatever it may be, then maybe it doesn't have to be that brand that somebody is affiliated with. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. And it's like, typically if those are also coming at you when you're starting a program and immediately, especially before you've even started anything and they're like fat burners and like this kind of shit. No, run. No. Big like, no. like big we no. don't need, yeah. If there's like a huge long, unless you're coming to a coach for a specific reason you have the basics down and they're like and you're like coming to a coach for like a gut protocol or something and they give you you know what I mean like a list of these supplements that are herbals or antimicrobials or whatever it may be that's one thing but it's like if you're just starting out right out the gate and you have like 10 different supplements okay yeah yeah back and I'm sure you even have like there's always lists again it comes down to being recommended like I mean I'll be like yeah could, could every client benefit from being on like zinc and magnesium and like things like that fish yes, oil but, yes but, yeah like but that doesn't mean that I'm expecting you in your week one to go buy all of these 10 supplements or you're fucked like that's not how it works <laughs> exactly so. yeah 100% agree with that so our number eight is that their communication style and their accessibility with their clients is something that you find will work for you so what is your communicate what is your coach's communication style like Are they doing like Zoom calls with you? Are they doing messaging? Are they doing voice memoing? And what is their accessibility like throughout the week? Um, You know, this is something that's funny because as, I mean, Kylie and I both went through this, like whenever we first started out coaching, it's like, guess what? I was 24 seven accessible to my clients. Like I set no freaking boundaries for myself at all. I was texting clients back at 1130 at night. I will never forget laying in bed in 2019 and messaging a client at like 11.45 when me and Kevin were laying there and Kevin was like, Kara, what the fuck are you doing? 
like get off your phone on like a and Saturday. <laughs> yes. And so here's the thing is like, you want to be able to have your coach accessible to you. I know that both uh, Kylie and I, like we are accessible throughout the week. Like for me personally, I have 24 seven access throughout the week within certain bounds. Like I start messaging, I start answering messages at 9am and I end at 6pm. And then on the weekends I take off. You know, and I always feel like I have to clarify that because I understand there's confusion there. If I say like 24 seven, and then I tell you I have hours, it means you can message me anytime. Right. And I will respond to you within 24 hours. Exactly. With with the exception of like, I'm like, I don't answer messages on Saturday and Sunday. So, so if you message me on Saturday, obviously it may be slightly outside 24 hours because it'll be Monday morning at 9am. Like, you know, that that's like, but that's the contingency. Like, so when we're targeting 24 seven, we're just like, you have that access all the time. And I am daily almost right. Responding. Right. So, so that's like understanding those restraints. And like, if you want a coach that has like 24 seven availability, they are out there, but also understanding, Mm -hmm. like, I always just ask people to like, perspective wise, like, do you want your job to be able to reach you 24 yeah, seven? Like, like how literally? concentrated do you actually think that you're going to be, or you know what I mean? That your coach is going to be, if they're answering people at like 1am. Yeah. You so know? like, like just kind of understanding that and that like those bounds, like, I think that sometimes again, a lot, most clients don't like take advantage of that. And sometimes if they're, I understand too, that is often on us that we've done that pressure. It's not it is. the client. Like, it because is. I've had clients before that have messaged me at like 11 PM sometimes. And I'm like, why would they do that? But that might just be like when they're off and they're thinking about it or like whatever exactly. else. And so that's why I have that line open. But like, we used to put that pressure on ourselves of like, oh, I need to get back to them. When like in reality, if I, sometimes when I would do that, the client themselves would be like, oh, I wasn't expecting the, a response till tomorrow. Like, it, I, cause I totally get that where it's like, I'll just have thought of something. And it's like, if you need to not forget and like whatever, that's why our access line is open. Um, so I think actually most people are pretty understanding of like, that and that that's something as a professional that we've just taken on that burden and now yeah. we're better about but yes it I is agree. important though to have someone who is accessible and is going to be there for you because I also have heard the flip side of people who have worked with people that it's like they take they, like three days to respond or to respond to and, check-ins and that's yeah. not okay like I right. I respond to every single one of my check-ins by end of day. Like you, mm-hmm. like we say 24 hour response time, but I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm normally getting back to my clients like at the latest with it, like six to eight hours. You know what I mean? Depending on when they send the message, but it's like, still, you shouldn't, we still have to respect that. Like we give you a 24 hour response time. So you give us, us a 24 hour response time. But like, I have heard like horror stories where it's like, yeah, like I sent my check-in and I didn't hear anything for two weeks. Like what? Yeah. That's fucked. Yeah. 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 And again, it's, it works both ways. It's a partnership. It like, it really is. So it's it's the same, it's the same understanding of like, I will get back to you by the end of the day, unless something catastrophic has happened. Like literally yesterday, I have a client who I didn't get back with until this morning. I just messaged her because I drove all day and my plan was to be home at seven and answer her check-in that was left. Mm -hmm. And then my cat was gone. So I was literally like, I messaged her today and I was like, here's what happened. Like, you know, stuff like that's going to happen. Just like we understand stuff like that's going to happen for you if you can't get back to us or whatever else. So it's having that relationship but also understanding too like that we do work within like a framework of this so like oftentimes like I have time blocked when I'm answering check-ins why you have like a certain time frame they're due and blah blah blah. and so if it's late and I can't get back to you that's why it's not because I'm like punishing you it's because I I'm past that time frame that I set up or like you know I've had again not often but I know we've had some coaching friends and stuff that have had this experience where like maybe 
you've sent your check-in and you haven't gotten a response within like two hours, but you saw something on social media and I've gotten DMs that are like, mm, yeah. I've gotten to my check-in, but you're posting on social media. And I'm like, this is also part of my job, first of all. Oh, Secondly, right. so like, like, and I have set aside a time that I will be answering this. Like, I don't, I used to work so scattered. Like, this is just a personal tangent, but like, I used to work where it was like, I got a check-in and when it came in, I went and answered it. Yeah, and I don't do that. I, no. I, I used to do that though, years ago. And so it would be like, I would be like working on like a marketing thing or like working on a client's labs or like doing something like that. And then a check-in would come in and I'd be like, oh, I have to go answer that. And I'd like bounce mm-hmm. back and forth. And then all of the work I was doing ended up confusing and I wasn't doing as good of a job on it. And so if I'm working in like, okay, I know I'm doing check-ins from one to four today or whatever it is. Exactly. In those other times, I'm doing other shit, even if your check-in's sitting there because I want to like sit down and concentrate on it during that time. So like understanding again, like I think the thing that gets lost and the reason I'm talking about this is not to be like driving in our hardships or anything like that. But like, I think sometimes people forget that because our, because our business is so personal and so connection-based and is a relationship. They often forget that we are also people, but sometimes they forget that we are businesses as well. Like sometimes we're only viewed as like people and they're like, Oh, like, well, you're just like my friend that I'm messaging. Like, why aren't you available to me? Yeah. Et cetera. So it's both, it's both. And it's the same thing. I, I remember that the person on the other side of the screen for me as a client is still a person with like a family and a life and things like that. And so like, if they don't get back to me or they mess up or something like that, and they have something going on, like I take that into account as well. So, yeah, I completely agree with that. And on the flip side of that, just like respecting us and communicating us with us in a solid way as well. And like making sure that you're not ignoring that coach. And we have an entire episode. I just went back and looked. It's episode 10 qualities of successful clients. So if you're like, Mm -hmm. I need to figure out, you know, how, you know, how do I be the best client? How do I communicate with my coach best? Go back and listen to episode 10. That was one of our earliest episodes, um, but really, really helpful. So number nine is more so something that you can do on your end, um, but ask their previous clients about what their experience was like and look at their client testimonials. Like, do they have testimonials? Do they have transformations? Do they have their clients saying awesome things about them? What were their clients' experiences like? This is a pretty straightforward one, you know, but like you want to work with someone who you know you can trust and who other people have had a great experience with. And Also want to put in a little side note is that everybody has a different experience. You know, like I've worked with people who I've had an incredible experience with. I've had other people work with that same person and say, oh, I didn't have the best experience. So take it with a grain of salt, but there should be more awesome reviews and good reviews than bad reviews in general. I think, I think it also has to do with a lot of, um, well, hold on. I'm like fighting a sneeze right now while I'm saying this. <laughs> I think that it also has to do with um, everything we've talked about so far is like, sometimes you're just not the right fit or vibe with someone. Yes, and so like what you, may yeah. not have, what may have been a bad experience for you may just because be because you do communicate differently. Like you it's may not a personality fit. Yeah. And so sometimes that happens. Um, and so I would also always just find out like what it is if you feel like, you know, and also there's, you know, again, there's going to be outliers of people that like it didn't work because they didn't do what they're to do like so getting more than just one person's input is also really helpful um and also i want to add on to that when we're looking at like testimonials and things like that is also like exploring like what what else are you looking for because like i know you're looking for results but how is that relationship like look at what clients are saying what other ways are they getting because not just the transformation pictures 
Yes. Because sometimes if you're working with somebody, you know, like you focus with a lot of hormonal clients, like you have a ton of fat loss success stories and you show mm-hmm. them, but a lot of times that work that you're doing with your clients, isn't always that. And that's the same exactly. Way. And so it's like, if something that you're talking to me about in your intake is like, yeah, I want to lose weight, but it's also really important to me that I stop binging or that my relationship with food improves or that like I can spend time with my family or whatever else. Cause you've done all these other shitty programs. And then you're only focused on what physical transformations you're seeing. And you're not looking at maybe like all the things I'm sharing that clients are saying about those, those wins, like exactly. you, know, you, you basically it all comes back to like, do your in-depth research and like look into everything. <laughs> yes. I think that a lot of coaches out there and like only tend to only show physical transformations. And a lot of people out there only think about testimony, quote unquote testimonials as physical, but there's yeah. so much more than just the physical. Yes. There should be physical there, but there's also the lifestyle wins, the relationship with body and food and hormone health and all that kind of stuff. So correct. Yeah. Huge. And our number 10. And of course, one of the most important is just like someone that you can actually tell that they're passionate about this. They're passionate about helping you. They're passionate about changing your life. And also, Ooh, actually we should add another one onto this is someone who takes a health first approach and has your health at the top of their priority list. And I would include uh, like that to include mental and physical health, mental and physical health. Absolutely. Like somebody who is not just in it to create a transformation picture and put you on a restrictive diet and make you lose the weight and then just say, Hey, you're on your own. Like someone who actually takes into consideration, like, internal health, you know, mental health, like where are we at um, overall and looks at you as a whole person um, and who is passionate about doing that as well. You know, someone that you can, you really know that they have your back and you can really tell that they care about you. And I will tell you that like the people in this industry who do care about you, like you can tell, you can see that shining through and you can also ask them about like, Hey, like what kind of approach do you take? Like, are you somebody who is going to be like, can we look at labs if we need to? Like, are you some, are you someone who's experienced in that? Are you going to like, obviously your coach isn't your therapist, right? But like, if I am struggling, are you going to be there to have my back and like walk me through these things? Like those are things that you can ask. And those are things that you can look for because those are things that are extremely important, just overall taking a health first approach and not just simply focusing on you getting the best transformation there is and losing a bunch of weight in a short amount of time, just so they can market you like that's some yeah. bullshit. Yeah. I you mean, know? we've both had experiences with coaches who really care about what's going on in our lives For and the sure. mental experience and like whether we are like you know, healthy. And we've also had coaches who like fixate on a scale value whenever, you know, and things like that. And like, those have different effects on you as a client and we know that. And so we are very careful about that. And you want a coach that's going to do that for you. Yeah. 100%. I'm, I'm so glad that that like came to mind because I feel like that's a huge aspect of this. It Um, ruined us only having 10, but we'll just consider it a bonus. uh, It's a bonus. It's a 10 plus. (laughs) (laughs) Honorable mention. Honorable mention. Yes. Very honorable mention. But do you have anything else to add, Kai? I don't think so. I am, um, I'm really happy with what we did here. I think that this was a really valuable episode. I think that yeah. like I, I hope said, we can we live about, as a resource. 
Yeah, I think we've talked about a lot of these pieces throughout different episodes. And so it's just like you said, nice to just be like a compiled resource. And especially at this time of the year, like getting started um, coming out early in the year is kind of like, you know, I know some people like to spend January kind of weighing out their options and trying out what they can on their own and seeing where those gaps are that they need to fill. So maybe this episode can serve to kind of fill that gap for people. 100%. Yes, 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 yes. Well, you guys, we have to do a shout out today and I have a special shout out for one of my names. My name is Hannah. I'm shouting out Hannah to give us a five-star rating and review. Who's your name, Kylie? Um, I'm going to shout out Alyssa's. Alyssa's. Have we done an Alyssa? I don't think so. No. Alyssa, Alyssa, whatever your name is. Love it. Any variation of Alyssa? Hannah and Alyssa and anyone else, if your name is not Hannah or Alyssa, please (laughs) leave us a five-star rating and review. Genuinely, we appreciate it so much. This is the way that we grow. This is the way that we get our podcast out there more. It really means a lot to us. And we also have a very special guest for y'all next week. And we're going to be talking about a really great topic. So I'm super excited for that. Um, but aside from that, you guys, we hope that you have a wonderful rest of your week. If this episode resonates with you, go ahead and tag myself, Kylie, not your quick fix podcast. Share this on your socials. Again, leave us that five-star rating and review. And... Have a great rest of your Monday and we'll chat with you all next time. Bye guys.